Chapter Thirty Nine of Dread: A Tale of the Great Dismal Swamp by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dread Chapter Thirty Nine: The New Mother. The cholera at length disappeared and the establishment of our old friend tiff proceeded as of yore his chickens and turkeys grew to maturity and cackled and strutted joyously his corn waved its ripening flags in the september breezes the grave of the baby had grown green with its first coat of grass and tiff was comforted for his loss because as he said he knowed he's better off miss fanny grew healthy and strong and spent many long sunny hours wandering in the woods with teddy or sitting out on the bench where nina had been wont to read to them would spell out with difficulty for her old friend's comfort and enlightenment the half-familiar words of the wondrous story that nina had brought to their knowledge the interior of the poor cottage bore its wanton air of quaint sylvan refinement and tiff went on with his old dream of imagining it an ancestral residence of which his young master and mistress were the head and himself their whole retinue he was sitting in his tent door in the cool of the day while teddy and fanny had gone for wild grapes cheerfully examining and mending his old pantaloons meanwhile recreating his soul with a cheerful conversation with himself now old tiff said he one more patch on dis yer cause it ain't much matter what you wars masser is allers a promisin to bring me some cloth fur to make a more spackable pair but laws he never does nothin he says he will and no trustin in dat scription old people jiggitin up and down de country drinkin all de taverns fetchin disgrace on de family spite o all i can do might a long time since he been home anyhow shouldn't wonder if de cholera'd cotched him well de lord's will be done pity to kill such critters wouldn't much mind if he should die laws he ain't much profit to de family comin home here wid lots o old trash drinkin up all my chicken money down to buy her skinflints for my part i believe them devils when they went out o de swine went into de whiskey barrel dis yer liquor makes folks so ugly teddy shan't never touch none as long as there's a drop o patent blood in my veins lord but dis yer world is full o spensations po dear miss nana dat was a doin for de chillen she's gone up among de angels well breast de lord we must do de best we can and we'll all land on de canaan shore at last and tiff uplifted a quavering stave of a favorite melody my brother i have found the land that doth abound with food as sweet as manna the more i eat i find the more i am inclined to shout and sing hosanna shoo 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 he said observing certain long-legged half-grown chickens who were surreptitiously taking advantage of his devotional engrossments to rush past him into the kitchen 
pears like these your chickens never will larn nothin said tiff finding that his vigorous shooing only scared the flock in instead of admonishing them out so tiff had to lay down his work and his thimble rolled one way and his cake of wax another hiding themselves under the leaves while the hens seeing tiff at the door instead of accepting his polite invitation to walk out acted in that provoking and inconsiderate way that hens generally will running promiscuously up and down flapping their wings cackling upsetting pots kettles and pans in promiscuous ruin tiff each moment becoming more and more wrathful at their entire want of consideration bress me if i ever did see any kind o critter so shaller as hens said tiff as having finally ejected them he was busy repairing the ruin they had wrought in miss fanny's fanciful floral arrangements which were all lying in wild confusion i taught de lord made room in every beast's head for some sense but pears like hens ain't got the leastest grain puts me out seeing dem crockin and crawing on one leg cause dey ha'n't got sense nuff to know war to set down tutter dey never has no idees what dey's goin to do from mornin to night i believe but then dere's folks dat's just like em dat de lord has gin brains too and dey won't use em dey's always settin round but dey never lays no eggs so hens anti wolf's critters arter all and i rally don know what we do without em said old tiff relentingly as appeased from his wrath he took up at once his needle and his psalm singing lustily and with good courage perhaps you'll think me wild and simple as a child but i'm a child of glory now's now said tiff pursuing his reflections to himself maybe he's dead now sure enough and if he is why i can do for de chillin rail powerful i sowed rats mot of eggs dis year summer and de sweet taters allers fetches a good price if i could get de chillin along with der readin and keep der manners handsome why miss fanny now she's grown up to be rail purty she got de rail patent look to her and there's dis year about gals and women that if dey's purty why somebody wants to be marryin of em and so dey gets took care of i tell you dere shan't any a dem fellers that he brings home wid him have anything to say to her patent blood ain't for der money i can tell em dem fellers allers find themselves mighty unlucky as long as i's round one thing or another happens to em so dat dey don't want to come no more dreadful poor times they has and tiff shook with a secret chuckle but now yer see dere's never any knowing dere may be some patent property comin to dis yer chillin i's known sich things happen for now lawyers callin after de heirs and den here dey be already fetched up i's mindin dat i'd better speak to miss nina's man bout dis yer chillin cause he's a nice 
purty man and naturally he'd take an interest and dat our handsome sister of his dat was so thick wid miss nana maybe she'd be doing something for her anyway dis your chillin shall neber come to want long as i's above ground alas for the transitory nature of human expectations even our poor little arcadia in the wilderness where we have had so many hours of quaint delight was destined to feel the mutability of all earthly joys and prospects even while tiff spoke and sung in the exuberance of joy and security of his soul a disastrous phantom was looming up from a distance the phantom of cripp's old wagon cripps was not dead as was to have been hoped but returning for a more permanent residence bringing with him a bride of his own heart's choosing tiff's dismay his utter speechless astonishment may be imagined when the ill-favored machine rumbled up to the door and cripps produced from it what seemed to be at first glance a bundle of tawdry dirty finery but at last it turned out to be a woman so far gone in intoxication as scarcely to be sensible of what she was doing evidently she was one of the lowest of that class of poor whites whose wretched condition is not among the least of the evils of slavery whatever she might have been naturally whatever of beauty or of good there might have been in the womanly nature within her lay wholly withered and eclipsed under the force of an education churchless schoolless with all the vices of civilization without its refinements and all the vices of barbarism without the occasional nobility by which they are sometimes redeemed a low and vicious connection with this woman had at last terminated in marriage such marriages as one shudders to think of where gross animal natures come together without even a glimmering idea of the higher purposes of that holy relation tiff this yer's your new mistress said cripps with an idiotic laugh pluck a nice girl too i thought i'd bring the children a mother to take care of them come along girl looking closer we recognize in the woman our old acquaintance polly skinflint he pulled her forward and she coming in seated herself on fanny's bed tiff looked as if he could have struck her dead an avalanche had fallen upon him he stood in the door with the slack hand of utter despair while she swinging her heels began leisurely spitting about her in every direction the juice of a quid of tobacco which she cherished in one cheek durned if this your aunt pretty well she said only i want the nigger to heave out that ar trash pointing to fanny's flowers i don't want children stickin no herbs round my house hey you nigger heave out that trash as tiff stood still not obeying this call the woman appeared angry and coming up to him struck him on the side of the head oh come come pole said cripps you be still he ain't used to no such ways still said the amiable lady turning round to him you go long didn't you tell me if i married you i should have a nigger to order round just as i pleased well well said cripps who was not by any means a cruelly disposed man i didn't think you'd want to go walloping him the first thing i will if he don't chin round said the virago and you too 
and this vigorous profession was further carried out by a vigorous shove which reacted in crips in the form of a cuff and in a few moments the disgraceful scuffle was at its full height and tiff turned in disgust and horror from the house oh good lord he said to himself we doesn't know what's for us and i was feeling so bad when de lord took my poor little man and now i's ready to go down on my knees to thank de lord that he's took him away from the evil to come to think of my poor sweet lamb miss fanny as i's been bringing up so carful lord this yours a heap worse than de cholera it was with great affliction and dismay that he saw the children coming forward in high spirits bearing between them a basket of wild grapes which they had been gathering he ran out to meet them laws you poor lambs he said you doesn't know what's a-comin on you your pa's gone and married a dreadful low white woman sich as ain't fit for no christian children to speak to and now they's quarrelling and fightin in there like two heathens and miss nine is dead and there ain't no place for you to go and the old man sat down and actually wept aloud while the children frightened got into his arms and nestled close to him for protection crying too what shall we do what shall we do said fanny and teddy who always repeated reverentially all his sister's words said after her in a deplorable whimper what shall we do i's a good mind to go off with you in de wilderness like the children of israel said tiff though there ain't no man a fallen nowadays tiff does marrying father make her our ma said fanny no deed miss fanny it doesn't your ma was one of the fustest old virginny families it was just throwing herself away marrying him a neighbor said that our four cause it wa'n't speckful but i don't care now at this moment cripps's voice was heard shouting hello you tiff where's the derned nigger i say come back pole and i's made it up now bring long them children and let them get acquainted with their mammy he said laying hold of fanny's hand and drawing her frightened and crying towards the house don't you be afraid child said cripps i've brought you a new ma we didn't want any new ma said teddy in a dolorous voice oh yes you do said cripps coaxing him come along my little man there's your mammy he said pushing him into the fat embrace of polly fanny go kiss your ma fanny hung back and cried and teddy followed her example confound the dern young uns said the new married lady i told you cripps i didn't want no brats of t'other woman's be plague enough when i get some of my own end of chapter thirty nine the new mother